0: J. Bell with the sports betting headlines for Tuesday. The Patriots upset. It wasn't upset. The Bills, and they only threw the ball three times, amazingly. What's it mean for the rest of the AFC now that the Patriots are the number one seed? We'll talk about it. Speaking of the Patriots, Bill Belichick is now the clear favorite, the clear favorite to be coach of the year. 100 wins you 125. Wow, he was like 50 to 1 not that long ago. And we'll talk some college football today. Obviously the finals are set or the playoffs are set, but we have the four Heisman finalists decided. But Vegas says this one's done been decided. Bryce Young is a prohibitive favorite. $50 wins you one dollar. Here comes a four hour of the Vegas truth covering all that and more.
1: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio.
0: This is straight out of Vegas. From the Vegas Strip, here's RJ Bell. Monday, Monday Night Football recap coming up. Live in Las Vegas, live on 225 FSR stations across this great, great nation. Oh, I gotta be honest. I got a little head cold today, but I couldn't miss. I couldn't miss. It's one of those days you could fight through and. Or maybe not. You know, you make a decision, but to think about A.J. Hoffman having <laughs> to talk about the Bills. I like to call him the lose-your-hundred-dollar Bills. He, <laughs> he is the fan who beats the man, A.J. Hoffman.
1: Thanks, RJ. Great to be here today uh, on a Tuesday where the Patriots really— you,
0: know, you know what we're starting with. Uh, Are the uh, bills still the best team of the decade? The Vegas lead— A.J. Hoffman, are the Bills still the best team of the decade?
1: The Bills are not the best team of the decade. They never were the best team of the decade.
0: I agree with that. But you thought (laughs) – I mean, how would you characterize your thoughts on the Bills at their high point?
1: I thought the Bills were going to win the Super Bowl probably about week five.
0: Okay. And uh, how are you feeling now?
1: I feel not great. Not (laughs) only – I guess I'll set up the game. The New England Patriots 14, uh, the Bills 10 in Buffalo. The Pats cover as three-point underdogs, uh, and Dawson Knox goes under 28 and a half receiving yards. I'll take all my lumps at once. Uh, now 13 and six on my my prop bets. Uh, this is a real a real blow to not just the not to the Bills but to the the AFC. The Patriots take command of the AFC, but the Bills particularly. They've got a real uphill battle, and the fact that the Patriots all night said, this is what we're going to do, and everyone in the building knew it. Everyone watching on TV knew what was going to happen, and the Bills couldn't stop it is very alarming uh as far as the bills long-term prospects that was just a a really ugly showing by them and you can make excuses for weather or whatnot but even if they would have gotten that that touchdown late and won the game i don't think i'd feel really good about the bills chances long term uh because they they just were controlled for most of that game
0: yeah i I think you're making a very good point um now specifically and and you handicapped college football and about 20 after we're gonna do a real overview of the bowls how they've lined up the early lines, some of your thoughts um, but in college football you've got the a, a service academies that typically run the, the triple option do all the academies run the triple option? they do okay and the, you know that's what a variation of what like Oklahoma used to run, Nebraska used to run yep. And the theory is you got a quarterback that's mobile. And, you know, the read option is something you still see in the NFL. You know, it kind of wasn't there for a long time, then it's emerged. Um, But in college football, those academies tend to have an amazing yards per pass attempt. And explain why that is conceptually, because it kind of shows how the fact that the Patriots didn't throw and didn't even take advantage of that. But maybe they couldn't because of the wind, which means that this could be the worst scenario possible for the Patriots running the ball, where you're running every time pretty much, and the other team isn't really even afraid of the pass. Because with the service academies, they keep the fear of the pass in the defense, correct?
1: Yeah, because they run so much, the this, this split between run and pass plays is just so wild. For instance, Army's last game this season against Liberty, they ran the ball 62 times. They threw the ball four times. But on those four attempts, three completions, 102 yards passing because if you're if you're going to stop the run you just have to you have to load up that box and be prepared for run on every play because 62 to 4 I mean you can't even really think about the four times you have to worry about the 62 so that gives them four good shots when when that's how how rarely you throw the ball you've got real opportunities to make a big play happen
0: great detail there so if we assume that with because unless I'm mistaken, I know one of the passes, you know, you blink, you missed the passes. One of the passes was a screen uh, that New England threw. So in a weird way, if you say what is the it's almost like the Bills could have been in goal line the entire game and it wouldn't have hurt them. Now, would Belichick have thrown them? Yeah, probably. But let's just say the threat of the pass was as, as, as small as you ever will see in an NFL game and still the patriots were able to run and they averaged let's see here uh, f- i think it was 4.6 yards per attempt 4. and it's 4.8 like, yards per attempt 4.8 okay yeah. uh thank you and to me that is stunning like the 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 old days, and I'll say even five years ago, 4.0 was the average per attempt rushing. It's gone up a little bit because people are rushing less, and that's, you know, the defenses aren't emphasizing it. But this stems to the whole beat Kansas City mantra. And, you know, in a way, this is what happened to the Clippers, I think, in the NBA. The Clippers are like, we've got to beat the Lakers. And they built a team the last couple years targeted to beat the Lakers and they never got to play the Lakers in any playoff series because they got, you know, they got beat. I mean, not that the Lakers didn't get beat last year, even before they did. But if you focus all your energies, especially in the league of parity against one team and the Bills did against Kansas City by all accounts, they added pass rushing because of Mahomes. They, they're they tweaking the defense to try to make it where, hey, force a team to run against you because they, they wanted Mahomes to have to have Kansas City run and Andy Reid run. And it's worked against them, at least this year it did. And now what happens, Belichick, he zigs when everyone else zags. He's building two tight ends, fullbacks. Right now it's – it's uh the, I think New England has the third most fullback usage behind Baltimore and I think Tampa Bay, but I'm not exactly sure. But now New England's third, and it's like this – Belichick, the guy that was – the architect, in a way, of Randy Moss and that 16-0 regular season team, which was a high-flying passing team, runs the ball as much as anyone. And even when one of the best teams, supposedly, in the AFC is at home, and the wind's blowing so hard that the pass isn't a real threat with uh, Mac Jones's, you know, average NFL arm, and still they can't stop him.
1: Yeah, and this has got to not only be—I mean—it's obviously a loss. It's depressing. It puts the Bills behind the eight ball in the AFC East. But it you also think they'll make to give, the playoffs. I don't know. I, I don't know. And and the, <laughs> the the beauty of it for the Patriots is they haven't shown their hand at all when like the bills have no idea what they can do on offense because this is all they had to show they uh, they show three pass attempts and none of the three were more than 10 yards down the field i mean it was just uh it was a pretty a pretty impressive showing considering they they didn't really show any of what they can do on offense
0: i mean i i tr- i know that i'm uh I'm a skeptic generally. I mean, I I sent out a tweet about Trevor Lawrence today that is about as skeptical as you can get at RJ in Vegas if you want to like it. If you don't like Trevor, the savior. (laughs) And I I postulated that we could perhaps cure world hunger if we could just harness and redirect the energy spent by the sports media explaining away (laughs) Trevor Lawrence's crappy quarterback play. I know, maybe a little skeptical, I don't know, cynical, but Bill Belichick is a genius. And I'm saying, like, there might be 20 geniuses walking the earth. He's a genius at football. And I'm not sure who's second. Like, I don't know, you know. I know, I know that Bill Walsh was a, a really innovative coach, but I know Bill Walsh at a certain point went to Stanford and you know, won like sixty percent of his. You know, he was like six and four every year at Stanford. Could you imagine Bill Belichick going to Stanford and being six and four? No. I'm. Who who is competitive with this guy? And the beauty of it is, it's not about any system. I mean, there's been games, and we should look this up during the break. Is just go back to the Patriots. Go to uh, let's say Pro Football Reference and find me the games in which they ran the ball less than five, seven times. I know there were games they ran the ball only six times, you know, 45 passes, six runs. And then there's games that there's 40-some runs and three passes. It, it's like, it just matter. How do I win this game is all he wants to know. And he's the best in the world ever, perhaps, probably, at figuring out the best way to win any given game. I saw someone – Comment a couple weeks ago that you don't have an offense that works until Bill Belichick has a chance to game plan against it because you don't know if it's truly weak or not. I mean, look at the Rams. The Rams were never the same, and they're still not really after that Super Bowl. They came in the high flying team, and Jared Goff was a guy that just got a big contract. And lo and behold, Belichick schemes it up and it's almost like they went extinct. That the whole offense, in a way, has gone extinct. And they keep, well, let's bring in another quarterback. Let's try something different. And say, it still hasn't really worked. And you know, if it does, they better hope they don't play Belichick again. And I'll tell you this. I'm not sure I wouldn't want to just forfeit the game. Because think I mean, about it. You'd have the one loss, but at least you don't get to see the other league players or teams <laughs> in the league don't get to see Belichick's <laughs> game plan against you.
1: Yeah, I think that you make a great point. And think about this, RJ. Nobody would say Sean McDermott's not a good NFL head top, coach. Top I, five or seven coach, really well respected. And he got he he was made to look like an ass last night. I, I mean, it, on national TV, he got beat by like a six offensive lineman formation all night long. It was embarrassing. The uh, the gap between Bill Belichick and the next greatest. NFL head coach might be the biggest gap between the greatest in their sport and the next greatest period. Like maybe Wayne Gretzky versus the next best hockey player but any any other player, coach, whatever number two is a lot closer D- d- you know to number three than they are to number one bill belichick that gap between him and whoever you can think of as second best is
0: a very very wide margin well very well said aj when you agree with me i'm just i just smile that's aj hoffman who is growing in esteem in my eyes <laughs> i'm rj bell but i tell you let's be honest you you're skeptic in general i think more of a cynic and In a way, you'd like to rebel against the common thread, right? Whatever consensus is, you want to rebel against. You don't do it stupidly, but you're inclined to. Would you agree with that? Yeah. And Belichick, even though he hasn't been properly appreciated— because you have to be effusive to do that, he's been considered the best coach for a long time. You probably sure. wanted to bristle against that, right? Uh,
1: it's one of those things. It's No, it's almost like Brady. Like, you wish that it wasn't true, and you wish you could make a good argument against it, but you just have to kind of just shut up and take it, because that, that's not an argument you can win.
0: Okay, so by the way, the Patriots this century have had f- four games that they ran the ball less than ten times. Eight, 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 and nine, And that was in uh, 2015 once, 2002 once. Oh, I'm sorry, 2007 once, 2017, and then 21. Okay, so, wow. So this year, they ran the ball against Tampa. Oh, that's amazing. Eight times. Okay, so this is it. We see it in the same year. In the same year against Tampa Bay, who, I don't know, let's think. How good are they against the run? Oh, they're the best in the league against the run. So Belichick runs the ball eight times in in the rain. <laughs> in the rain, yeah, that's a great point. Oh my God! So you would think, oh, that's a bad weather game. He's gonna run the ball, and they say no, no. And then against Bills, bad weather game. No, not all bad weather games are created equal. But you know, it was. You'd make the case that the windiness, or I'm sorry, the rain in that Tampa game made it a pretty bad weather game. And then he runs the ball, or only throws it three times. What you know, six weeks later. This is listen. There's life lessons in this, kids. There's life <laughs> lessons. Is what you is is once you understand something from the inside out, you understand weakness of it. And I, I'm almost scared. I wouldn't want Belichick staring too deeply into my eyes because the way he can find the weakness. I, I mean, I, I think it's so great. And 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 just to, to the the intellectual side of this game still matters. And I love that that the uh, new age is coming in with their ideas. And you know what? Belichick's the type to adopt those if he likes them. It's not like he's old, old Woody Hayes old school. It's just he's just trying to figure out the best thing to do in any given spot. And to me, it makes the league so interesting. And people can say, oh, it's boring to have the the Patriots always win. But, eh, I mean, to me, with Brady, I mean, just think this really sets up If we had to say what's the most likely Super Bowl right now, wouldn't the most likely Super Bowl be Tampa versus New England? It is. I mean, because Arizona's got the top seed right now. So that's interesting. If you had to say, all right, so let's do the question again. Free ticket. <laughs> let's say that I we. Let's say you I got. A I'm not
1: feeling great about my free ticket from yesterday. I, well,
0: exactly. Well, that's not free. You bet a hundred to win eight on that. So, but um, you got baited a little bit. I can't lie. Let's take our first break. When we come back, I'm going to ask AJ if he could have any team in the AFC at the same odds, even money. Let's say he was getting a free roll. Someone at the which, NFC or the AFC? It's going to be both AFC and okay. NFC. Who is the most likely team? In each, I think it very possibly could be New England versus Tampa, and we'll actually tell you what the odds are. You can bet this kind of thing of the matchup in the Super Bowl, then college football, kind of a recap of the bowls.
1: And he's R.J. Bell. I'm A.J. Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted, right here on Fox Sports Radio.
0: Straight out of Vegas!
1: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
0: I'm RJ Bell. We are Straight Out of Vegas.
1: And I'm A.J. Just gonna In just a minute, we're going to take a look at the college football playoff odds that, that happened over the weekend, too. We didn't get to it yesterday because it was a busy NFL Monday, but there is still some big games ahead of us in college football.
0: Oh, yeah, the biggest. And let's be honest here, is when the beauty of straight out of Vegas, 6-7 to seven Eastern, 3-4 to four Pacific here in Vegas, and in between over flyover country, as some call it. Personally, I grew up in flyover country, so... You know, I call it home. Is <laughs> Ohio baby. But the Buckeyes, oh I will say this. You gotta look at Saban. And you gotta really think about him and Belichick. Apparently their dads were friends and and the idea that, you know, one in the NFL, one in college, and obviously Saban's better built for college. He was on Belichick's staff with the Browns and um you know Saban's just—his ability to recruit X and run an organization. I mean, in a weird way, the skill set in college is more of a challenge because Belichick is a brilliant person that isn't a people person. That seems obvious. Now, listen, his friends, by all accounts, he's a great guy. Uh, even the players that have been with him a long time, they appreciate him, not just for his brilliance, but his, you know, his human. Qualities, But he's not someone that's going to, you know, Colin right here in Fox Sports Radio was talking a couple days ago about how good of a recruiter certain people are and their ability to go in and and say, oh, that 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 pecan pie was so good. And it's like, but they didn't like it necessarily. Right. But they could to me, there's times in life you have to be disingenuous, you have to be inauthentic. I'm not sure if building a career around your inauthenticity, your lack of authenticity, or your ability to deceive is something that interests me personally. But let's be candid. In, in a way, salesmen, we can call it inauthentic or, hey, playing the game or being a salesman, but a salesman's not talking truth all the time. And to me, that's one of the beauties of a job like this. And I, I just think it's so crazy that, that so many people don't do that. That the, the broadcaster, meaning in broadcasting, that broadcasters oftentimes are thinking, "What do people want to hear?" And it's like, man, you got a rare opportunity to the best thing, the only thing you can do better than anyone is be yourself. And I know that sounds like a fortune cookie, but it's just think about it. Trying to be someone else, something else, what someone else wants, or to be yourself. And to me, the thing about Belichick is, with all the other accolades, the dude's himself. Because he could, just think how, AJ, just think how he could be admired and and, and lauded by the press if he just kind of played the game a little bit with him.
1: Right, but who in the who in the history of great coaches does that? Like, if you go back and, and look at all the guys who have really accomplished Ooh. things, Nick Saban, Greg Popovich, uh, these these are but guys. You're who are talking about hard-
0: the best in college football, maybe one of the best of the modern era, if not best in NBA, the best in the NFL. But I would make the case that a, um, a McVeigh, you know, Shannon. I mean, listen, cousin Kyle, you know, our producer. Uh, Mackenzie Rivers is first cousins with Kyle Shanahan and he I mean you know he talks about it every day you can't forget it and and Uncle Mike Shanahan and the reality is that though the Shanahan's know how to play the media like I don't know I mean Mackenzie doesn't have to comment on this and he shouldn't but I mean somehow when you have a a 43% or whatever winning percentage and you're considered a genius I don't know how that works AJ, I'd love that. Somehow you're a genius. That's
1: that's the thing. The New Age guys, the McVeighs, the the Kyle Shanahan's, they're great for a quote, great with the media. Kingsbury, but none of them have won anything. Yeah, but that's my
0: point. But if you made a list of the top seven coaches right now, you're going to have Andy Reid on the list. You're going to have... uh, Sean, Sean Payton. Payton on the list. You're going to have Belichick. I'm not sure there's any other old timers on it.
1: John Harbaugh, I think, is on that he, list. But he,
0: How old's Harbaugh? I mean, he looks, I mean, he's certainly not past 52, 53, is he? Uh, I, I'd, I mean, I'd we'll be look it up. But what I'm saying, he's, he's not 59. an old timer. 59? Yeah. Well, he looks good for 59. I hate he to smells. He smells, but he looks good. <laughs> yeah. No, it's his brother that smells. Oh, okay. It's the rumor. He's the rumor. <laughs> uh, you know, I, you want to talk about a nightmare. I was reading that he's actually on the insider. Perspective, he's got a heck of a chance to get the Raiders job. Now, what kind oh, really? of nightmare would that be? Is the guy I've been ridiculing for years on national radio moving and taking over the Raiders? <laughs> oh. It's not going to help my. It's going to help me get the the press keep you know the different <laughs> press passes and stuff. I'll tell you that. Would it be cool if he actually made a point to exclude me? I kinda no, would kind of like that. Well, I
1: you know, found out I was blocked by a rather famous person on Twitter last night. I don't know why, no, people, and someone people, said it was because of you.
0: People like me. What? That's impossible. Yes. Well, that's no, what I no, said. No, no. Usually, <laughs> I make a point to be very respectful of people. And I am respectful of the Harbaugh's. It's just I'm a Steelers fan and I'm a high state graduate. And if, they, if you want me to go against that, well, I'm sorry. I'm not going. So
1: will you. you like Jim Harbaugh if he leaves Michigan?
0: No. He, <laughs> once you've been to Michigan once, you're Michigan. It's, okay. I mean, it's just, you know, it's, li- it's a lifetime thing. Um, <laughs> listen, let's give them their due. They won this year. So uh, the amount of celebration uh, to, to somehow make the play, I've never seen that before. But I I give them a lot of credit if that makes them happy. That's all I can say. (laughs) This is the fastest. It was almost like
1: Jared Goff throwing the touchdown for the Lions, (laughs) like the the sheer joy, like it finally happened.
0: Yeah, but they lost more than eight in a row. How many did the the Lions lose in a row? I think it's been about more than that for Michigan. Well, it was a full
1: full calendar year, so I think 16 or 17 games. Yeah, yeah.
0: Listen, I I tell you this, we'll get to that too, because to me, uh, Zimmer – Losing his job, which looks like is going to happen. We'll talk about that in the last segment of the show and have an early best bet for everyone. But to finish up, well, let's do this. Uh, We are the fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio. Audiences doubled. Why? Because we speak the truth. We're authentic. And and you. And you. And we appreciate it so much. Keep spreading the word. And you can listen on 225 stations nationwide. And if you don't know your station or you're traveling, just check out foxsportsradio.com. And even streaming is available up at that site here in Vegas on the Strip. 61 degrees. The neon is pumping. One quick thing, AJ, is um, McDermott had a comment after the game. Man, he might be cracking up.
1: Yeah, Sean McDermott's comments after the game basically saying, let's not give more credit than we need to Bill Belichick. That was the quote. And basically what he's talking about is, he says it's what are you doing with the opportunities you've got? That's not on Bill Belichick. That's on us. We turn the ball over on the plus thirty something yard line. Sloppy football. I'm very comfortable in that situation. Well, so first
0: off, turnovers were one one. Yes. Okay. And the in the New England turnover was a bigger deal on the on the muffed or you know uh, the touch punt because
1: it gave a short field, certainly. Yeah.
0: So so when it comes to turnovers, it was New England was affected in the negative more than the Bills.
1: Yes. So I'm confused. Well, he's saying we were one for four in the red zone. They, yeah, they you're were over one in the red zone.
0: You're not very good.
1: <laughs> I'm not. Listen, I'm not agreeing with Sean McDermott on this one. I think this is just a case of a guy who's not one to take his medicine.
0: Well, I mean, if you think about it, it's like Belichick. When you Have you ever seen Belichick go for two on the first score of the game?
1: It, only when there's gale force winds, like when the the goalposts are about to blow over. I mean, have you seen him do that? I, not that I can remember. This is okay. the first time.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure either. But like, that's the point. You think you could just say, oh, we miss field goals. Yeah, that's why Belichick didn't, when he kicked him, he kicked him going in a certain direction. And I mean, come on. <laughs> I, listen, what McDermott is saying, and I get it. There's an old story here in Vegas. It's about a guy that went up and tried to borrow money. This is back in the early 80s. And he walked up to some guy that was writing a book, and there was another guy he knew that the book author was talking to, and he said, can I borrow, you know, a thousand bucks or whatever? And the guy says, all right, he gives him a thousand. And the guy leaves, and the guy that gave the thousand said, you know that guy? He's the eighth best hold'em player in the world. It's like, what? Why do you need money? He goes, well, see at the table, the other seven best ones are over there playing them. (laughs) That's a true story. And I wasn't there, but I get it. McDermott is one of the five or seven best people on earth at coaching. Well, I don't know if you count college, probably one of the top 12, at least, I think, coaching football. I do. But he's playing a genius. And it's going to drive your baddie, right? I mean, think it like the Bills, it drove them batty in, with Marv Levy that they couldn't win that last game. When you're that great and McDermott is a great coach and you can't win against a guy that's been beating your brains in and you, it was finally supposed to be your turn and he still is beating you with a rookie quarterback and you got you hit a lottery ticket with Josh Allen, I mean, what are you going to do? You give up and retire? <laughs> or you'd start making excuses. And in a weird thing, what he was saying was, think about this, AJ. He was saying, don't say Belichick's great. Say I'm bad. Talk about how bad we are. Don't talk about how great they are.
1: Yeah, and, and I think Sean McDermott went into this game maybe with a an overconfidence based on last year's results against Belichick with, with no defense and Cam Newton at quarterback and yeah, feeling except, like, okay. We, they
0: were ready to beat the Bills if Cam didn't fumble. Yeah, I mean, so if you split against Belichick on his most down year, effectively, uh, how could you be confident? Well, let, let's go back. Oh, we hold on a second. We still got to get your picks here. So right now, if you had a free roll, which means you win a thousand bucks if you pick the AFC representative for the Super Bowl, who would you pick? <sighs> Uh, hey, AJ, you had ten minutes I, I, to think I'll, I'll about ta- this.
1: You know what? At this point, I'll, on the AFC, I'll take the Chargers, twenty-eight oh. to one.
0: No, 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 no. Listen to the question. Oh my gosh, did you take the SATs? A, the long, long ago. Oh my god, I bet that score wasn't high. A three or four. I, I'm asking you a question. <laughs> but listen for a second. Is free roll? Do you get the same amount of money no matter what. Uh,
1: okay. Who do you uh, take
0: to in the AFC?
1: I'll, t- I'll
0: take the Patriots. Oh, that, that has to stink saying that. It does. Right, how about the NFC? The Packers. Ooh, I like that. Who would be second? The Bucks. Uh-huh. So what you're saying is the second most likely, in your opinion, the second most likely Super Bowl, New England, Tampa Bay. Yeah. You think the NFL, like, if it gets to be, that, let's say, the championship weekend, we're straight out of Vegas, I'm R.J. Bow. And it's Tampa's in the Final Four and New England's in the Final Four. (laughs) Do they call in the referees? Do I think there's game fixing? Is that what you're asking? No, 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 no. We would never think that. I'm not cynical. What I'm going to say is that like the NBA allegedly, allegedly, allegedly does – is you look at the scenario and say certain teams like certain types of officials. Meaning, like, New England's going to like officials that don't call holding on big, mauling-type linemen, right? Because that's their style. Sure. Another thing is how handsy is the defensive backs. Like, Kansas City has, like, hyper handsy where they're tugging on shirts and stuff. Is Some officials are throwing those flags all the time, some aren't do does the the NFL give them credit they are advanced with their analytics they've got a lot of data they got data they don't share with anyone and they got data they'll share a little bit with ESPN they got every player has a chip in his shoulder pad they know a lot of stuff right now but more than no organization knows more about the NFL than the NFL does even ESPN even these big syndicate groups even Fox none of them so to me If they know what officials are gonna help which teams, I'm not saying they're always doing that or even ever doing it. But they could if they wanted to. And what what would be bigger than Belichick versus Brady? Nothing. That'd be the biggest game ever. (laughs) That'd be it. It'd be almost like your Western Kentucky totals, you know, when you have an over under. (laughs) Oh god, you had to pull that one out on me, huh? All right. We're going to talk about the final four in college football and the odds. First, though. Be sure to catch live editions
1: of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Fox Sports Radio, I'm AJ Hoffman. He's the voice of Vegas. RJ Bell.
0: Well, I tell you, Tyrod Taylor, short disappointed, hasn't he? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I finally, I was so happy. I was waiting, AJ, for you to talk about my four in one week in the Super Contest, but. I mean, at some point, I'm going to have to mention it myself. Did you want to say anything?
1: (laughs) I didn't want to get in your
0: way of it. No, no, that's not the way things work, is I usually wait for someone else to show respect and appreciation. And then when they show a lack of it, I have to fill in the empty spaces.
1: Well, I thought that you you had another great performance with the Super Contest this week.
0: What was your number one pick?
1: My number one pick, I believe— Was Atlanta? Yep. How did I avoid that loser? I don't know. Brilliance, I suppose.
0: (laughs) Four and one, baby. Six of seven winning weeks, and we we went two and three the other week, losing like multiple games by half point. Uh, That mallet finger in Seattle screwed us (laughs) in that Monday night game.
1: I mean, think about like if we hadn't had such a poor start to things.
0: I I tell you, this has been a good year. I mean, listen, winning six out of seven weeks, five picks a week. Try it. Try it at home, all right? And then come talk to me. We're rolling, baby, and, and, and we're going to finish the season stronger. Mackenzie, how's your win streak going with your Super Contest? Two weeks in a row winning. I think two out of seven, that makes it. Yeah. yeah! Now let me ask you a question. You pretty much copy my picks. I had
1: been, and then you said, you know, you're not going to get any practice. So about a half an hour before you give me your picks, I've been making my picks. Okay, we and those are, the weeks the you, you,
0: those are the weeks you've been winning. But Lucky somehow I either. won six out of seven. I wasn't very good at copying and pasting. <laughs> <laughs> and Fezzik <laughs> and A.J. help. And often with A.J. – now listen, I'm looking for a college contest because A.J.'s elite at college. Elite. Uh, is, you know, I, I think as good as anyone. But at NFL, he's learning, all right? He's, he knows more than most, but he's learning. I think some, in some ways, A.J., you tell me you keep me away from picks sometimes.
1: <laughs> well, it's, it's, hey, it's got value.
0: It serves a purpose. When we come back, though, we are going to feature and focus on A.J.'s strongest suit. I don't know. Are you stronger at college football or college basketball? College basketball. All right. Well, we're going to focus on his second strongest suit, <laughs> college football and the bowls.
1: And he's R.J. Bell. I'm A.J. Hoffman.
0: This is the pregame show you've always wanted on Fox Sports
1: Radio.
0: Straight out of Vegas. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out
1: of Vegas. And I'm A.J. Hoffman. Let's take a look at the college football playoffs and the, the lines we've got here for these two semifinal games, R.J.
0: Even, you know, A.J., what you should do is like a coping mechanism when you start to hate a team. Because you started to hate Cincinnati at some point, and you couldn't see anything but the hate. <laughs> and, I mean, like, how did you make your biggest bet of the year on – the University of Houston against Cincy?
1: No, but it was a it was a healthy wager.
0: And it wasn't even close. They could have played that game till the cows came home. They no,
1: to... I disagree. The back door was open. Really? But really? listen, it wasn't a good bet. To like a
0: 21-point teaser, the back door was open? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was going to say, what, uh, what was that NBA game, McKenzie, that the team won by 70-some points a couple games the ago? The Memphis
1: Grizzlies. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I was going to put a joke on Twitter like, man, someone gave me plus 69 and a half. <laughs> Almost had it. It goes to show you there are no short things. Imagine if you had plus plus, you know, 70 in that game. How, how much would you have bet on that before the game?
1: Uh, I would have bet everything. Exactly. And you'd be gone.
0: <laughs> it, it, your soul would be taken away. All right. But let's assume you're going to look at this objectively. What is the line Alabama-Cincinnati and who do you like early?
1: Alabama currently minus 13 and a half against Cincinnati with a total of 58. I think Cincinnati's corners match up well here. I think they can hang within two touchdowns of Alabama.
0: Because I'm going to make the following point. I like Cincinnati a good bit here, and here's why. Alabama played like crap most of the year compared to Alabama. Yes. I would make the point that, that if you just look at their – Pure power ratings with no assessment of Alabama's history and pedigree. Just how good did they play on the field? Other than Georgia, and again, that was an important game, but we're going to explain, I think, why that happened. Other than that, Alabama wasn't even a top five team, I didn't think. I mean, you can't look at their performance and say they were, right? No. I mean, maybe even top, you know, maybe 10th.
1: Really, outside of the Georgia game, the only game that you watch and said, "Oh, that that was really good." Alabama football was the Ole Miss game, and they, they beat them 42-21. Other than that, they struggled. They struggled against LSU, who's not a good football team. They struggled against Auburn, who's not a good football team. So they were down. they,
0: what, what were they down ten nothing against Auburn? Yeah. They, 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 how much time they beat was Florida left? by two points? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, this <laughs> this team looked like like Kentucky, really, in a way. Yeah. And not, you know, a bowl, you know, like a, you know, December 30th bowl team, kind of. And then they crushed Georgia a team. Everyone thought was the best. Now, at some point, I've been saying this for years. How often at the end of the year do people say Georgia's better than we thought now that we've seen all the games? And how often is it, man? We were wrong about that team. I've,
1: I've honestly, I don't think I've ever heard at the end of a season anyone say, "You know what, Georgia's better than I thought they were going to be at the beginning of the year." And I don't think it's ever happened.
0: But I was the only skeptic in the country, I think, about Georgia, and I don't think I've watched one minute of their games this year before <laughs> Alabama. But all I know knew. is they weren't playing anyone, and that, and I kept hearing how good they were because of the recruiting.
1: You saw that G on their hat, and you knew what was happening.
0: I, I knew it was G down soon enough. <laughs> now, here's the question, though. Right, so, quickly, the other game.
1: Uh, Georgia is minus nine against Michigan.
0: Okay, so Michigan, old school team. Their coaches, you know, uh, but but maybe I should change that now that he might be coming to the Raiders. He Harbaugh, smells. Uh, yeah, you know, I didn't want to say that, but someone in the boardroom did. But, okay, <laughs> let me ask you this. Did McKenzie almost fall over trying to press that button? like, ch- he did. like Stumbling he did. towards it? You're lucky the whole show didn't go off the air. <laughs> I, it, with him rushing anywhere is dangerous. But, anyway, we're straight out of Vegas. Now, my question is this. How does this Michigan team that is old school, run the ball more, not a great quarterback, match up against Georgia?
1: Very poorly. This is a, a bad matchup for Michigan because they aren't great at throwing the football. Georgia is not going to let you run the football effectively on them unless you you have a real threat to throw the ball. M- Michigan doesn't really have that. This is a poor matchup for, for, but uh, for Michigan. But isn't the Michigan
0: defense well-suited to go against the old-school Georgia offense? It,
1: it absolutely is, and that's why Georgia is considering a quarterback change uh, from What's Stetson Bennett to JT Daniels. Total to-
0: 44. Do we like the under there? <laughs>
1: Uh, I, think, I think the under is safe. I would probably like the Michigan team total under uh, if I were to look, look even further.
0: All right. Well, listen, we're going to keep you updated on this. Also, I thought it was interesting is Notre Dame is favored over Oklahoma State.
1: If you missed any of today's show, including me having to eat a bunch of crow about the Buffalo Bills, you can check out the podcast at FoxSportsRadio.com. we we'll are be back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 o'clock Vegas time. We are straight out of Vegas. I'm A.J. Hoffman, He's R.J. Bell right here on Fox Sports Radio.
0: Straight out of
1: Vegas!